The Lord be with you. This is Pastor John Perling at Faith Lutheran Church in St. Robert, Missouri, here with Ron Hinchman to walk through the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Paul in his letter to the Romans. We're in chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. This is a new section of Romans after the introductory words that we have uh, about leading up to the, uh, the gospel, the gospel as the declaration of God for the forgiveness of sins. But one of the aspects of hearing the gospel is recognizing your need for it, needing to recognize that uh, forgiveness, well, it comes to someone who has done something wrong or who is in a wrong condition. They're in a, a wrong state of mind or being. They've done something that needs forgiveness. They are something that needs to be reconciled. And so the first move that Paul then makes is to describe how, how sin has uh, affected the lives of people and, and how that uh, sin has brought on the, the wrath of God and how that wrath is, is visible in the society around and in people's actions and in the circumstances that they, that they bring on themselves and, uh, and the various ways that it calls us by that wrath to recognize our need for a repentance and renewal and forgiveness. So with verse 18, he's going to start uh, describing the, uh, the human condition apart from Christ and what it is to live in a world apart from the love of God in Jesus Christ. And I have to tell you, it is not a pretty picture. Especially today, with things happening today, it's a, we are destructive by nature. When you think about it, you look at everything that's happening, some of those uh, great effects that we can see is there's so much craziness going on in the world right now. Uh, like I said, I like to say that I think Paul was the Nostradamus of his time because the things that he was seeing then, he was predicting were still going to happen in the future. Yeah, it was no, it was easy to see coming. Right? Yeah, it was like, hey, hey, that's it's like that. Hey, you know that pitcher? His third mm -hmm. pitch is always going to be mm -hmm. a curveball. You know mm -hmm. it's coming. Mm -hmm. Paul knew the curveball was coming, mm -hmm. and so we have that problem with society today is that people are don't recognize that destructive behavior and understand what the wrath of God is. The wrath of God isn't just taking, just blowing up the world. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people think that, but that's not what it is. <laughs> right, right. In, in, the, in the study we're following from Chuck Geeshan, the uh, example that he uses to kind of focus our attention is the, uh, uh, the attack of the, uh, uh, the World Trade Center towers in, uh, in 2001. September 11, 2001, an effect of, uh, of evil on the world to, uh, to try to make its own point, but in the, in the course of it, uh, destroying the lives of, of thousands of people and then uh, sending all of us into uh, a, a need to, to respond. Uh, Ron and I like to joke about the fact that uh, we're both going to be unemployed on the same day, the day the Lord returns. His uh, need for teaching anti-terrorism is going to go away, and my need for teaching the gospel is going away because the Lord will be with us all here face to face. Uh, the, the wrath of God will be revealed completely. Uh, uh, judgment will be announced, and, uh, 
and and uh, evil will be dealt with. But until that day, we kind of we kind of see evil uh, in waves over and over, and and God's judgment coming kind of in drips and drags all the way through it until until finally that end comes. Uh, uh, the call to repentance is uh, God's primary motivation for for putting keeping the pressure on people who are in a rebellious state of mind and in a, a rebellious state of action. Uh, how, how do we see sin kind of uh, manifesting itself and, and then the wrath of God kind of following up with that? Well, uh, any number of ways that people rebel against what's... Uh, you know, what it means to be a human being, um, and uh, and the effects of that can be widespread, both for themselves and for uh, their children and for uh, their neighbors and people around them. You know, people breaking the law and doing what is what is unnatural, uh, it has all kinds of effects. I I think people sometimes have literally forgot what humanity is. You know, and you see it right now, especially in today. I mean, when's the last time you seen something good on the news? Mm-hmm. You don't, because good news doesn't sell. Horror sells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you we kind of even use that against our own mm-hmm. minds and psyches of well, what's even yeah, going it, into it, us exactly. to say, well, it, you know, we can make a buck this way. It, exactly, we can mm-hmm. make a dollar. Uh, you know, we, were, me, and you were talking about like low drug use. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, society's answer well in the united states society's answer were well it's not that bad a drug let's legalize it mm-hmm. legalizing it or not legalizing it doesn't matter to me however the point is that it seems like we give in we just give in instead of saying something's bad we give in let's look at the riots mm-hmm. look at the riots that are still continuing in portland <laughs> that's just crazy it's, we've, they forgot humanity. We've forgotten humanity. And I think Paul knew we were going that way. And, and we were talking about the scriptures where, you know, people say, well, Paul says, since I'm a sinner, I can, I can go ahead and keep on sinning. Mm-hmm. I'll get more blessings. They skip the part where he says no. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you, don't, you don't use God's patience and forgiveness against God by intentionally going after more forgiveness by sinning more. Yeah, uh, the the effects of of uh, of people's rebelliousness against what's natural breed physical disease and physical uh, uh, manifestations of you know, they're just uh, they're distraught they're they're drawn out they're all um, uh, looking you know ten twenty thirty years older than than what they should tearing down their bodies um, whether it's whether it's uh, because of you know, using uppers to not sleep, or whether it's using downers to to uh, to try to keep their minds uh, uh, from thinking about important things because they're just overwhelmed by life. They do, they need other kinds of help, and and uh, it has all kinds of both physical effects for them and and economic effects for them. You know, the money that they that they do get goes out the window and it's not there available to, to pay for the basics of, of life. Uh, their families can't depend on them. In the military, uh, we have a saying for that. On them. We have a saying for that in the military. It's actually called being road hard and put away wet. 
<laughs> How does that play out? Well, it's those individuals that you could tell they've had a rough life and mm -hmm. they're 30 years old, but they look 60. Mm -hmm. they, they've mm -hmm. been road hard. And mm -hmm. when you put something away wet, what does it usually it's come just out? It's moldy and it's yeah, moldy and wrinkly, dusty. And, yeah, yeah, and that's and mildewed. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's nothing good about it anymore. You're mm -hmm. like, so that's one of our sayings: road hard and put away wet. I think society is going through a road hard, put away wet society right now. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. We're starting to see some of these crazy, crazy things that are truly sinful in nature, and you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Why are Why are you doing this? And then when you you're the bad person for pointing it out. Right. You know, that's not the Christian way. Right. I'm a Christian. Are you? Right. <laughs> the, 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 the prophet who tries to help by pointing out uh, what's wrong gets, gets lambasted for, yeah. for saying something is wrong. Yeah. A few times I might have got stoned mm -hmm. <laughs> for things I've said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably mm -hmm. you too. But it's not rocks thrown at you, not yeah. sucking on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rocks thrown okay. at me. That right. Okay. Stoned to death. Okay. Right. Let me right. read that. Uh, but yeah, you're. That's and it's Paul was assuming the role of you mm -hmm. and pointing out that what they are doing. And I think where I think it's prophetic in the way that today it's kind of like that. He he was telling all of us too, mm -hmm. all of us through his words that this isn't just a problem in his time, it's a problem in all time. If, if those things create unstable families and, and people can't trust one another, um, you know, folks are unable to succeed in their educational enterprises, you know, the, the kids that grow up in those families have a, a terrible time trying to focus and, and get beyond those things. Some never do, uh, some never can adapt to life. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and then, that's a problem too because it can go from one generation to another generations. That old saying, the sins of the father, you know. Well, it can because if they grew up with thinking that that was the right way to do things. Mm -hmm. Well, if I get high and let my day go by and I don't do anything wrong, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm not sinning. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, right. but you But you just lost the day. Yeah. Right. Then that that lack of ambition yeah. and opportunities when opportunities to give back just kind of pass you by because it's not my issue, it's not my problem, it's right. not my thing. Um, uh, there's there's no there's no generosity there. There's no opportunity. There's no uh, embracing the opportunity to serve in those in those situations. That's where I, I love. They take on a victimization yeah. kind of a role then well, too. Yeah, like, and they walk around with blinders on. Mm -hmm. Paul didn't walk around with blinders on. I mm -hmm. think he walked. He, I think he walked around with rear view mirrors on, and front view mirrors, mm -hmm. and side view mirrors to, to see so the whole picture. He wanted to see the whole picture. Yeah. And I think that we don't do that, and that's this, and that's how all the sin reveals itself in, in today, because we see it, but what are we doing about it? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we being Pauls? When the when the wrath of God sends its pressure on people. Now, what we're seeing is not the motivation to snap out of it, right, and to repent and to say, oh, you, you, they're not recognizing the call away from unrighteousness to repentance. Yeah. Now they're taking on a role of victimhood where being under the, the pressure of, 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 uh, of 
my own evil, you know, doing wrong, and then now I get the consequences of it. Now I'm a victim, and it's somebody else's fault, rather than, you know, the phrase we use of, of taking responsibility, what is that, what are we really asking to do? See the wrong for what it is, admit the wrong for what it is, and turn away from the wrong, and, and, uh, and see the promise of God Right. as a, a way forward, a way out of this continuing cycle of, of sin. And so th instead of that, they, they kind of sink deeper into it and almost kind of take it on as their own new personality yeah. rather than um, recognizing that it's God's call to, uh, to leave that, to, to turn, turn away from that uh, and turn towards Christ. And I think part of it is when you're, when some people think about it, that pressure God's giving, well, it's only caused, I only got one crack, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But one crack on an expensive vase just made it worthless. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. people don't realize that. And mm -hmm. then they become, that's where they become the victim. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. You know, society's bringing me down. They're oppressing me. Are they? Mm -hmm. Or is it you? You right. know, and Paul's trying to point that out to them. Are they, or is it you? Oh wait, it's you. Right. So when I get caught by the cops for doing something wrong, is it the cops that are wrong for catching me? Um, yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. So, so, but, but the cops are actually there, God's servants, in order to call you out of this darkness, and to, uh, you know, you're going to get some. Maybe you're going to get some time. Right. So you're going to get some time. What's going to happen with that time? Hopefully part of that time is going to be a move out of darkness into the light. So many actually really amazing stories about folks coming to new ways of life after being incarcerated. A lot of that doesn't necessarily turn out to be the, the majority, I suppose. But but same thing happens in the military, too, where folks are going in the wrong direction and then they... Uh, they get put they in the get, right direction. They get brought in, yeah. and they get surrounded by folks to to, to uh, uh, show them that they can be something different, and uh, and give them the tools for being something different. Um, yeah. You know, if you if you mess up in the military, I will tell you, uh, as a leader in the military, I personally didn't believe in Article 15s. That's where they take money, take rank, and stuff. I just didn't believe in it because I thought there were other ways that you can do it. There's other ways to correct, corrective actions that you could take that can get your point across. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it was needed. You know, that individual that just can't understand what you were just telling them, hey, this is the right path. And then they do it again. And then you got to take away rank and money. And then then sometimes, but sometimes that can backfire. Sometimes that can get that person, like they're mm -hmm. incarcerated, they become more sinful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it happens, but the majority in the military, when once you get that Article 15, that's that old crud mo moment mm -hmm. that you don't ever want to happen again, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is a good thing. But there are that few that, you know, well, I'm going to get out of the military now, even though they're probably great for the military. And then they go into their civilian life and guess what they're going to do? Try to take advantage of the system there too. Yeah. Try to take it, take take a side road, take a take yeah. a take a different way. Yeah. yeah. And and so when the Lord seeks to correct the individual or an entire society, His wrath brings its pressure on 
in order to try to rescue and save. Because if on the last day um, that person is still apart from Christ, then the wrath of God becomes their permanent condition. And, uh, and that's what we're trying to avoid. Uh, so seeing it now in its <laughs> smaller forms, right, even though in our experience they sure seem big, um, but, uh, but it's, a lot, it's a lot smaller now than, than hell would be at the end. Right, so we uh, we want to take the uh, discipline of the Lord, the wrath of God, the the, the redirection, the uh, the uh, the call to repent, and recognize it for what it is, and recognize its truth, rather than uh, kind of hide from it in victimization and victimhood, uh, to to take that on as our as our personality. Uh, no, uh, God can recognize that and we or we can we should recognize that god can make out of nothing and so when when we uh humble ourselves under god's wrath and put and have him uh take us up in his hands and and don't run away anymore uh, he can create new and and beautiful and great things out of uh out of all of us uh, he's the potter we're the clay and he uh, he can make it happen uh, the wrath of God has its purpose, and uh, it's to call sinners to repentance and to uh, bring Christ to them for the sake of new life. Uh, when, we, uh, when we just fight against it, then uh, we just sink deeper into it. So uh, the quicksand, here's the rope. We're coming to you from uh, Faith Lutheran Church, and uh, this is Pastor John Perling with Ron Hinchman sharing wisdom from Romans. Join us next time. I've been a myth about the faith.